Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I come before you today with this message of dire importance. Lately, each movie we make costs about as much as a 10-year-old used car would cost. We save up for a few years and then spend it all on our newest movie. Of course, these movies earn us almost nothing, but it's so much fun. I'd rather have a bunch of movies than a bunch of used cars. Can I come over and watch Ricky Farley with you tonight? The film you're about to see contains scenes of shocking river beast action, which are definitely not for the timid. Welcome back to Don't Let the Moturn Cast Get You, a podcast dedicated to the films of Charles Roxburgh and Matt Farley. I'm joined by my good buddies Calvin, Stephen and Matt today, and we're talking about the movie Magic Spot from 2022. The letterbox synopsis reads as thus. Two cousins use a magic rock to assist their uncle. Gang, Magic Spot, Moturn Media's uh, cozy winter sci-fi time travel movie. What or our, uh, what are our thoughts and feelings? I'm going to throw it over to Calvin first because this Calvin, you're watching these. The, you're you're watching these for the first time, basically, and I want to I want to hear fresh takes from a, a man who hasn't watched this five times like I have. Well, I have prepared myself a hot chocolate. I have uh, no mugs yeah. left. It's all the coffee. Be careful. Have, so. Be careful about hot chocolate. Uh, that can, I'm that acclimating. Acclimating, acclimating to this cup. <laughs> feels very weird to drink hot chocolate out of a glass but uh you know you got to acclimate for the show it's important do, do all the memes make sense now calvin this was a very obviously the the memosphere was alive with this movie so mm. are you are you watching this and being like ah finally all of twitter yeah. makes sense for the last year all of twitter all of twitter twitter was a been... twitter was a flame everything that happened... checked like the google uh tracking of word frequency i wonder if like acclimate people are becoming acclimated to the usage of the word acclimate and i love that yeah everything that happened within twitter the last year i just i figured i mean now that i've seen the movie i understand why mm-hmm. it, it oh, really yeah. is the magic spot um, but the movie happened what do you think of it more uh grammar exploitation the kind that we like and uh, mm-hmm. uh maybe like their most like like handsomely made movie like in black and mm. white it just looks yeah. really rich and like wintery as you say like a good winter movie um has a has a good feeling to it, it has a vibe uh, mm-hmm. that's consistent so one thing i want to bring up to begin with i've on so this is only my second watch this film i think um okay. and i realized something partway through that this film has a thing that i'm often looking for in films and matt will probably have to name like five films that do this but i think it's like it's a, it's a real rarity of a film that has no real conflict or drama mm. or like bad feelings but still has like narrative propulsion you interested it's, it's very yeah. rare to find a film that is joyful and nice i think spirited away is quite close but there are bits of peril in spirited away that yeah, yeah away from that but it doesn't mm. quite flirt with like there are bad things yeah um, there's I, like some good vibes only link letter movies but like they don't mm. have the narrative propulsion that you're referring yeah. to with this like everybody wants some like there's no mm. not that much of a plot there yeah there's intrigue and mystery here but there's no no sort of malicious intent to any sort of angle of this movie it is all sort of wholesome and altogether family friendly sci-fi yeah. movie there is narrative but, complication but there isn't any conflict per se which we expect to be core to drama of there must be something that sets something against something else that causes narrative to happen and i mean there are a couple of points where it it points towards that so there's the um the light bulb folks 
um, which <laughs> yeah, you could yeah. which you could read as being antagonistic, but I think it's only because you've you've watched other films, so you think these people might be up to something. These strangers but, at the door, yeah. But yeah, yeah but they're yeah. always treated very kind of like convivially by every other character, so so it kind of mm. like pushes away from that at all points. Um, and there is no kind of like disagreement because every time anything is mentioned to other characters, they're like, yeah, cool, yeah, time travel, got it, roll with that. Yeah, time so, travel is in the beyond, <laughs> got you, easy, easy. We all know this. <laughs> just yeah, just like like. There are stakes for sure because it is a an enthralling plot, but the way it avoids any kind of like upsettingness without being like mawkishly kind of like this is not like nice core wholesome in the way that's become ugh. This mm. is just very well done, really approachable, really accessible, nice narrative with no no trauma and no drama, which is which is really impressive. No drama, no drama in a sci-fi film. It's especially I, it's true. And, and in a time travel film as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Usually there's such huge stakes. And, mm. uh, uh, yeah, it's like uh, 65, uh, a movie where nothing happens in that movie. <laughs> but but good. Like, what if you had that movie where nothing happens in a sci-fi movie, except it's really charming. Yeah, yeah. 65, <laughs> where nothing happens into the last 10 minutes of the movie, and then everything happens. <laughs> it's true. There, there are 10 minute bookends of all of the movie happening, and there's like 18 minutes between. You're like, there is nothing in this movie. But anyway, this at least magic... is always happening. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. There is, there is always something, um, which, which we will get to. And I've got lots of things to talk about, and cool. also like thematic takeaways. They're also really interesting and like mm-hmm. and run, run through. Um, Matt, how many times have you seen this now? Um, this would have been my fifth or sixth. Uh, I can check. And I'm you, done. if I'm remembering correctly, you saw the premiere of this, did you not? Mm. I did. Yep. Yes. Can you tell us about that, please? That'd be a, a nice kind of like um, yeah. anecdote. <laughs> sure. Uh, so this would have been in May of 2022, just right about a year ago now. Yeah. Uh, I think there were the audience was probably around. 40 or 50 people with a mm. fair amount of uh, all the faces we see in these movies and then mm. modern fans as well. Uh, everybody was really into the movie. Everybody chanted acclimate together. The, <laughs> the climax. Uh, it's it great to have that on like the first viewing. That's amazing. It's like Rocky Horror <laughs> yeah. status, but like from its genesis, it like speaks mm. to the community. That's awesome. Yeah, it was clear that everybody there was just having a great time and everybody just loved this just mm. nice movie to watch together. It's I remember because I, I watched it to to review it, obviously, in my reviews up mm. on the site, um, which I was very glowing about said film. But I think it, it was a year ago, wasn't it? Because I had I had a wild weekend of just great movies because I, I went to um see Vortex, which I wasn't expecting to love, and I was like, well, that's mm. my favorite movie of the year so far. And the next day, watch Magic Spot was like, well now that's my favorite movie of the year so far. <laughs> and then and then the next day watched everything all, everywhere all at once, which sorry oh, Matt. Wow. I was like, then that was my favorite. So it was just this like <laughs> bam, 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 like all 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 killer, no filler to quote our prophet Sum 41 um of a weekend. Um and yeah, which ironically that album has a lot of filler on it, but that's the podcast that's for another time. I'd say mostly filler, some killer. I'd call I would re that's the podcast reframe that album. Yeah. Welcome to the Twin Geeks music show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that uh, it's almost like our uh, yeah our year anniversary um, are set up for the next uh, yeah. modern event that Matt's going to. Meanwhile, yeah. they're uh, showing a couple of movies in Seattle, so I bought yeah, in yeah. on that on the twentieth. Um, I think yeah, same day. Um, which I did for ask like why not England? Then it was pointed out to me that Boston is basically England, and I was like, yeah, no, you're right. It's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. New England. True, true. Why would you, you go just... to old England when New England? That's right there. 
You could travel to Boston in Lincolnshire and see if there's any screens going on in there. There might be. I don't know. I haven't. Checked, that would be a good but... bit to run it there as well in Boston and Lincolnshire. Uh, Do you remember something the Simpsons movie came out, isn't it? And they had that like competition for which Springfield was going to host the um, oh, like the, the premiere of the premiere. Right. yeah yeah yeah. So we can have echoing echoing town names that go around. Um, so. Shall I get the most pretentious thing out of the way to begin with? Please, which Hong yeah, Sang Su movie Hong is this? No, 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 We're not getting Hong Sang Su vibes here. Um, oh. we are, so there was a point in this where there is a philosophical worldview. Um, so like there is, I mean, maybe like a, there is a, a view put forward that is very, very similar to the expressed theology of poet William Wordsworth. Okay. Okay. Well, very, okay. very, very similar. Um, I'm sure you are all familiar with his very, very long and like odious poem, um, "Intimations of Immortality." Um, so it's one of Wordsworth's kind of like most famous odes. Um, I'm not a huge Wordsworth mm. fan, but I've had to teach this poem a few times. And in that poem, he at length expresses his thought about immortality, what it means, and his belief is that children and mm. old people are close to immortality because they are closest to the beyond because they are have that proximity there and that we lose grasp of our connection to the infinite the which is more important yeah. than life as we grow up and i was just struck by there is a speech in this movie which is a better way of dealing with that than words have managed in his like 35 page poem is <laughs> just like theological like rumblings so this is the most this out wordsworth's wordsworth and grammar exploitation you get your words worth with mm. this movie so it gets the the romantic poet seal of approval that's very mm. good yeah wordsworth was never going to be a roxburgh or a farley but you know he had a good run <laughs> Yeah, true, true, true. When we talk about like the wordsmiths of our time, Wordsworth mm. is down, and Roxburgh and Farley are up. Be careful of the magic spot. Do not use it mm. when it's hot. <laughs> In the cold, there's none to fear. Stand on the rock, announce the year. Within your past, can't change the date. Come back cold and acclimate. <laughs> Wordsworth could never. I'm sorry. There's, there's nothing ever that could ever do anything It's like succinct and pithy, which is a thing that Wordsworth was never, so there you go. Um... <laughs> So it's it's hard to talk about comedies sometimes um, because they're mm -hmm. just funny. And I think we've spoken mm -hmm. about yeah. the ways that motor movies are funny because they play with language. Um, so I think what I most admire about this film is a surprisingly tight construction of the screenplay of mm. a lot of echoing moments and thematics. Um, so there's the Uncle Dan intrigue throughout it, which is fun. But there is a really great, actually very resonant idea that runs away through it, which actually Matt alluded to in the chat earlier, of this, this idea of ephemerality and using a time mm. travel movie to get the point that moments happen once and there is importance of living life and expressing and actually making the most of situations. Mm. And that kind of like echoes in loads of lovely ways all the way throughout the film, um, which is really, really nice and very kind of like nicely put forward, but also has a profundity to it that I like get a lot out of. Mm. Yeah, the Tussleville talent tonight. If you don't mm -hmm. catch us live, you don't catch them at all. And the uh, oh, what's the band at the beach called? Uh, troubadours. Uh, tra trailhead Troubadours. And their music yeah. is is brilliant. Like that it's, that, so, it's so fun. We're the only people at the beach. It's just that's a pop. Um, but yeah, it's just such a fun little acoustic vibe. And yeah, they don't want to be in recorded and you know, be tarnished by living forever. They just want to live in the moment. And there's that give give me a reason to stay motif of actually, mm. you know, seize onto the moment and actually live the moment yeah. as opposed to just, you know, just like backsliding. Um, it's, it's, it's affirming in that way of using time travel 
to actually promote the importance of the present and being proactive in the present is a lovely way to deal time travel as opposed to let's save the world from like robots um, which is cool <laughs> which is the next Motown movie I assume <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Johnny refreshing. versus robots it's refreshing that this never gets into time travel paradoxes yeah like yeah that. No, good. it's got it's got very tight <laughs> And like basically laid out rules of that we learn through like mm. exposition throughout the movie, that and at the end of the movie, over like it, and over and over again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fun, um, and just like little things, like the stick behind the ear means you could then communicate and things like that. But it's just sort of like yeah. a tight knit childish logic that I really, really like. And, and it feels quite robust in a way that most time movies don't because it mm. it lets itself be arbitrary like it allows being like you know and the stick works because why not so because it mm. allows a few just like just deus ex machinas of like and then that's the thing it has this nice clean time travel logic we're not distracted by wait that doesn't make sense and that wouldn't mm. work and well if that didn't happen and to go back to what matt said it's not about really prevent there's a thing there's a point where you think it's about preventing um someone's yeah. death for a while of like are we going to go back and like save someone in the past save the effect. Um, but no it's about giving them a moment um, a moment to express themselves and sing mm. in a way that's, that's lovely it's, it's not the stakes of let's save a timeline or become our own grandmother or something so that's yeah always it's, a positive it's, for me. it's like my favorite kind of sci-fi construction is this kind mm. of like a, a groundhog day beyond infinite two minutes kind of thing mm. where you can kind yeah. of go back and you know not necessarily just fix the things of the past not butterfly effect yourself but uh, essentially just to like uh, realize what life was worth in those moments to, to look back and then discover mm. um, maybe living was just worth it. And just being is essential. Wordsworth could never, but uh, <laughs> just, just learning a state of being is important. Um, and I think it's so at peace with itself. Finally, I feel like there's yeah. no tension anymore. There's been some tension in like the uh, Motown movies about like, you know like uh um are, are we making real like this feels like a legitimate movie not not that they yeah. aren't but but they understand they're making like real work now like they're they're <laughs> formally making like a a movie that could play to an audience and um there's I, I an interesting meta tension well. there's an interesting meta tension in it where when we go to the um it feels like it's setting up like a conflict between the Farley approach of the promotion and out there and always presenting, which is which is a reflection of what we know the Farley that is. And there mm. is the other approach of the people that are just like playing music in the woods and it wouldn't even be recorded. So there seems to be like a, a meta statement about there of That's being true. like, mm. are we just making things for the sake of it? Or are we making movies for audiences? Um, and I think this shows that you can make a movie for an audience while still making your thing for yourself at the same time. Yeah. So there, there, there is a kind of like pervasiveness shown through there that I do think works very nicely and legitimizes like both points of view that it does feel like because matt got that experience of this is made for people to just enjoy it themselves but it can be beyond that and actually the movie at the end does say there is a value to recording things for for posterity um, yeah. to help you live in the moment going forward so that reflects back to the movie as well which is great can we start recording this show did oh, we no. hit record here <laughs> We hear, I, I, fucking, I really hope so. Okay. I, I certainly <laughs> we, hope no, we don't. We don't do record. We're just going to have a conversation for the sake of it, um, and that's that's the beauty of this conversation. And we're never going to post on the internet. We'll just know that we spoke about the film for a while, yeah, and, 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 and that and that was it. I'm content with the conversation I've had that no one else will ever hear ever again. Like uh, <laughs> Stephen, at one point you said something about like the the purpose of like our website is like we could put something out there and it feels like it's real. Like for me. Like yeah. Before I heard you say that, I felt like my whole point was just writing it for uh, myself or like the, the merit mm. of uh, exploring mm. something and thinking about a film and, and then talking about it with a few friends. But but really, we're putting something out there like this show yeah. or whatever we make for uh, 
we're trying to make a balance, right? Like a which without which is why I like needs. this 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 film a lot because it is a charming, lovely comedy, and but it does give a lot of space for the viewer to think about interesting things because it gestures very pleasantly at like mm. very very rich thematics without becoming a thematic meditation itself. So it doesn't distract from its core of being a lovely, clean science fiction romance, um, which is a cool thing to be. And the romance is really lovely and the comedy is really lovely. But because there is just... Science fiction opens up the realm of ideas and it is that great have a conversation afterwards about what this means and look at the world in a different way um, in the lightest possible sense. It gives space for the viewer and that's the best thing. Oh, there's a cat behind me. (laughs) Yeah, Jones is just staring at dog. Dog. There's <laughs> a, a pet standoff in the yeah. in the Stephen household. I mean, Darcy is asleep, and Jones is just like, "What's it doing? What's it doing?" So... <laughs> yeah, ours does that too. It just lays on top of the dog, like whenever it's just like it's laying like on top of whatever furniture is right above the dog. Uh, there, there's like a kindness to this movie, or like a wholesomeness yeah. that's a, a, a very rare. Yeah. yeah, it's a very gentle movie, and it takes things that seem like difficult or things that seem stressful like like a pledge like i realize every day of my school life i had to pledge to an american flag and my daughter mm. has never had to do that and never no. might have oh. to do it it's an insane difference in our lives like every morning of school in my entire life i started with pledging to our country it's very that's very strange. strangely yeah. in hindsight like the nationalist sort of thing on like school children yeah, it's, it's that's, for me. that's your first entry into school is you pledge to your country, like yeah. nationalism, right at the door. Well, I know it's the king's coronation next week. Well, yeah, we, I, I Stephen was just, and I look, I was just looking a stand, up this, a standing at what was this, the thing we, we have this to new say? Story. Minister defends, say? in quotes, offensive, end quote, coronation day oath to King Charles. Yeah, what the cabinet minister has said he hopes people do swear the proposed oath to the king on the day of the coronation, as Republicans described it as an offensive and tone-deaf gest- oh, really? gesture that holds the people in contempt. And Labour like, no, I'm going to do this. Oh, I'm going to see if I can find, and then we'll all say together the pledge. Oh, please, yeah. Um, oh, can you see? Well, if I get kicked out of the country if I do that, I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to get you. The British are coming. It was um, such an obligation. They made you stand when I was a kid. You didn't have a choice not to wow, do it. Like a, that's, that's a very sad. new thing that's come in, like American football and and like a new thing in the schools the last five or six years, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I haven't been in school for you know fifteen years. I I don't know how it's been, but uh, right. what when I went back to school, I was like, oh, now they just inform you about school shootings when you get there. Oh my it's a, god, it's a difference. It's a, it's now. a different. It's a different landscape. It's a completely so different. I have, yeah. I have found the pledge that we're all going to say. Um, careful of the magic spot. I pledge allegiance to the band of Mr. Schneebly. And I will not and fight will him not for fight creative him control. For creative no. control. Um, I swear that I will pay true allegiance to your majesty and to your heirs and successors according to law. So help me God. I am. That's ridiculous. That is. Yeah. Viewers will be asked to recite that. So there you go. I'm going to ask just, me. You can well, ask me. Also, I'm not going to be watching. I'm not going to be watching anyway. So I'm let's not try and viewer. spread the magic spot pledge instead. Well, yeah. I invited uh, uh, Vaughn and Molly over for a coronation day. Molly made sure that it was uh, going <laughs> to be about coronation day. So uh, apparently, I'm I'm hosting a party for this thing. I don't. Uh, know. Oh, you have to make a quiche. I think the king. Uh, uh, coronation. Coronation yeah. quiche. The, the yeah. king's household um, declared that a quiche should be the centerpiece. We've got it genuinely because they want to come across boring. as like overly of being like you know we understand quiche. We We're down do with like the common folk. You know, the like guys, there's an egg crisis. There's an egg crisis. What are you doing? <laughs> Cost of egg crisis. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So I mean, thank God for things like Magic Spot and mm, which can distract you from the, the perils of the real world. Of, but uh, the real the world perils is... of the big city. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to come oh, back to Tussleville. You got to find the reason. That to Tussleville stay. montage is lovely, though. It is such mm. a just lo local flavor of, of someone that now has you know lived in cities and now lives in a small village and likes to talk around the village things and becomes mm. indoctrinated to all village stuff is best stuff. There is there is a lovely <laughs> reflection of that. I'm just like, here's mm. this thing. You'd think this would be bad, but actually it's good. Uh yeah. But it's nice to see like the uh, the shock marathons motor guys make like a proper wintery cozy movie because all mm. the other ones seem to be in May. springy summery i mean like there's a bit of like autumnal vibes in river beast and obviously yeah. freaky farley but this one is just like snowy and everyone's wearing hats and coats and, and acclimating and acclimating and all oh, that scene where um poopy gets all the ice thrown over him like shot in winter is like oh i bet that was cold and there's um, poopy uh, I know, yeah, the yeah, that, that, that was a a, a fan a, like a, a funded yeah, fan, thing i'd imagine it's like thing, um, it? boston johnny has the new character is toronto's own will sloan <laughs> that's the that's like the only character on uh listed on the letterbox profile at the moment uh played by I, tom scalzo i know i've mentioned this before and i think it might even be a podcast that um farley was on i forget but i i still um really really moved by the poopy stuff genuinely Which genuinely is moved. such a funny thing to hear of, so, of... so moved by the poopy stuff i'd <laughs> love to be moved. i mean i wish well i'm not gonna get into my bowels we're not into again. ibs I, I, talk i, I, I wish okay, i was God moved damn by it. the poopy stuff God damn it. <laughs> but anyway but no it's just uh, like the, the, the napping a treatment and... of a treatment of chronic conditions or just ways of being an atypical ways of being of, of normalizing that fits mm. in with the overall normalization of the whole movie is when someone has an atypical thing about them in a film, it usually is a plot point and a point of conflict and a thing to solve or a thing that yes. ostracizes them. And it's nice to be like, yeah, that's just poopy. That's the way that poopy is. And it's just a very incidental inclusion that doesn't even seek to be inclusion that's really, really cool. Mm. Well, and by the end, it's not even incidental. It's important to the plot because... Oh, uh, true, true. Yeah. Uh, McGee needed someone who can... Uh, who would sleep a lot so he could get out of the beyond, <laughs> the beyond. whatever yeah. oh, that's <laughs> such a, a fun little thing so he can get out of his closest lucio felci movie he's just stuck there getting he his eyes torn the out beyond, in the beyond in that painting one real tarantula and three and fake ones three just being backup just tarantulas, <laughs> backup yeah. tarantulas there you go that's um, our beyond corner felci corner done for another episode uh mcgee's proper like crooner song is so good. so good i hope he performs so that at the, at the ganza next month um, yeah yeah because he'd be Hopefully. down there um we've got some copernicus jokes you know um this is the greatest this is the greatest discovery since whatever copernicus did and they're like i don't know Copernicus did, but it probably wasn't as big as Magic Spot. So I do like that as a joke, though, because I mean, all of us are so used to certain figures who are just like idiomatic, and then if someone mm. goes, "Wait, what are they actually doing?" Like, actually, I actually have no idea. I just mm. know they're very important. There are so many things of just like this presumed cultural knowledge is actually based on nothing. You're like, you know, like Copernicus. What do you do? Great point. Not sure. Great don't know. Point. But anyway, Google moving on. real quick. <laughs> Wordsworth, Copernicus, then no yeah. Fox, <laughs> Roxburg, and Farley there. So. Has anyone ever had pizza with provolone? Is that is that like a is that a thing? <laughs> Beach pizza? No, Beach pizza I, I've never with provolone. Such a thing. Yeah. It looks so. I mean, even in like the black and white, I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't look like pizza. That doesn't look like anything. <laughs> it's such a strange little thing. Well, like it has normal cheese on it already. Like it's a normal I know, slice it's of just pizza that you then put another with piece another of slice of like a cold yeah. piece of provolone. <laughs> Where do we think this movie fits in the, in the canon? Not, not in a ranking per se, 
but so let's not, not rank all of them. But how would you compare this to the others? Because for me, this has become think, part of an impregnable top three. That I do yeah. love the rest, but there is there are three movies that I think are outstanding, and then a lot that I really really like. I th- again, yeah, this is I'll echo that. This is one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, I think River Beast, Magic Spot, and well, for me, it's Metal Detector Maniac. But um... I would say more like Local Legends. Oh um, yeah, I'm with Stephen. Oh, yeah. I've loved, forgotten Local. Okay, I have a, I have a top twenty, um, and they're all. They're all... <laughs> <laughs> I just. I really love Metal Detector. I really, mm. really love Her She Got Married. Um, but I just think these three movies are just really special mm. outside of just like collective adoration of I love these uh, because uh, I like these and I'm uh, used to these. Backyard filmmaking or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, I think this is their like most well thought out and structured and well paced movie. I don't know what it is. It just, it, it, these movies mm. just, uh, Magic Spot specifically skips along like the the beat of its own drum but it just all seems to work and you can see all the lessons that they've learned through filmmaking for the past 20 years um start to really influence how they approach these films these days it's Um, confident filmmaking but not in the way mm. that we usually mean like audacious like we say like our titan is so confident it's confident the same that it's just like it's so self-assured of being like yep she's doing the same thing um and just so and it's like cohesion of tone is so difficult and it always feels in this very clear distinctive crafted tone and I love the like the aesthetics of yes, this is a time travel sci-fi movie, but we're not using any sort of digital effects or anything like that. Mm. We are using our budget to its extent of we are just going to the woods and standing on rocks and talking, and um, I just love that stuff because it is it is really low budget uh, filmmaking that I think would probably not work as well if they did put all like the druid no. gladiator clone flashes and zaps and you know Charles Roxburgh's uh, like. Uh, after effects show real stuff in the background i I love how uh grounded the whole production is and i think that's what? sort of the the, the the motor ethos that i sort of it goes towards. back to like the genesis of science fiction as a genre of it exists to be something an impetus that can push narratives beyond where narratives would normally go and mm. we are so used to like an idea of science fiction now influenced by cinema of grand space operatic stuff and the science fiction is special effects stuff but originally, yeah. this is like the the Frankenstein's and yes, the, the Asimovs, and like even more mm. of the it's it's the what if it's here is a conceit that is beyond reality that is linked to some kind of like sciencey concept that therefore means our narrative can go to a place where it wouldn't otherwise go that allows for character or for theme or for drama and it it pushes back to that it, this is proper science fiction filmmaking in a way that a lot of modern science fiction is not. Jack is oh. our resident musician. Do you have any thoughts on? the score of this soundtrack's movie. really really good in this i, I got who is the soundtrack for uh, this one is this uh is this uh peterson is this uh i believe this one was done by scalzo, oh, scalzo. this is a scalzo cool. one yeah um what did i put down i mean this, uh, maybe this is just me but like the opening theme and the it's like a recurring theme is very uh la la land the sort of i was gonna theme. say that the, 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 um, there is a there is a Hurwitz, which is yeah, just like is... the thing that babylon does and just like babylon the thing that la la does and magic that has, spot. yeah it, it, <laughs> i keep getting I that la la land melody and that magic spot melody linked up and i just do like when a film has a song that becomes a score motif that then just yeah. lasts for it just it just soars for its it's lovely. sort of like the uh the romantic theme i think or like you know the, mm. the family bond theme the love theme the love uh, theme but, from magic but, spot but we'll so much of this i i remember when farley dropped the trailer for the the movie which was just sort of like quickly edited 
footage from the movie just to like one of the techno tracks that's, that plays in the movie with like no dialogue or whatever. And it just says like magic spot. And I was like, I have no idea what this movie's about. But so much of the score is like this uh, inquisitive sort of sound. Um, yeah. it, it sort of plays along with the mystery and the levels of intrigue, but it's never abrasive or overly in your face. Um, it leans more on the sort of electronic side of things, which I'm always a fan of. Um, it's uh, like definitely distinct in that it sounds different to what a, a Farley score would sound like, mm. I'd say. Um, and It yeah, feels scored to the film. Um, it, it, yes, it feels rather like this, than this is the music, music that the film needs, um, yeah. as opposed to we have some music. And and this and it does have lovely songs in it that do feel quite like mm. Farley-esque, at least lyrically. Yes, um, yeah, definitely. And some great jam band stuff. Great jam band stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, we're, we're the only people at the beach. Um, yeah. The trailhead troubadours. <laughs> Again, words that are funny. Words that are funny. Words that are funny. Yeah. Everything does seem to cohere, at least at like an aesthetic level. And I, I had a lot of moments where I was looking at it, and I'm, I'm like, this movie looks really nice. My, my yeah. wife's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, uh, well, I've watched a lot of low budget movies for mm. like festivals or whatever, and usually they don't look, you know, they look like they're yeah. made on a low budget. But, but this looks like practically nice. I think is what I was trying to say earlier is like. Um, I don't want to say it looks expensive or something. It just yep. looks like it's thought out, like it's thoughtful, and they they've polished their own aesthetic. I it is framed well. Like it mm. doesn't have the tech to be like beautiful cinematography because that takes money and like crazy lighting budgets. But like there mm. there is a visual eye that that is that is great throughout. And to allude to a bit of um, subscriber only um, stacks content that's going to come out soon. But but this is something like so we were having a conversation about Captain Alex um, mm. the. Yeah, yeah. The Wonga IGG um, movie, and Fantastic. there's there's a point I was making in that of there's a separation between I like this film because the spirit behind it, or mm. I like this film because the film is very good. And mm. with Magic Spot, I love the spirit behind it, and yeah. I love the film because the film is very good, like independent mm. of its creation and like backyard roots. Mm. Oh, I think yeah. that's most of the Motown stuff for yeah. me, anyway. Just like the amount of four stars and five stars I drop on these movies isn't just based on the, hey, these guys got together and made it's a movie. It's not just because we're it's a cult. The, it's, <laughs> it's not because we have a podcast on it. Um, uh, but it's, these guys got together, made made a cheap movie, and it's genuinely great. Like, yeah. it's 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 smart and functional, and I, I just love re-watching them. So. Some folks have thought we were being three. ironic at certain points, and I... Mm. There are some that I feel no irony at all about, and this is like one of those four that I uh, that yeah. I feel <laughs> I'm just very yeah. earnest about how I feel that it's just a great movie. I think to go back to I think there is the like unimpeachable three, and I think part of that is because I would show those three to other people that were not even yeah. like like into a like backyard aesthetics movie stuff i would just put magic spots and go this is a lovely movie enjoy it i put river beast on and go you're gonna have a fun time you're gonna laugh and local legends i go you're gonna think a lot you about the this. creation of art those <laughs> yeah, three yeah. films i would just put on to just friends and watch and the others i'd be like i need to talk to you a lot before this and yeah, you, you and need to know the, the expectations of, you know, uh, um, <laughs> those three, 12 yeah, episodes of our podcast first <laughs> and then you can watch the new movies so. no you don't make sure you've seen silent night deadly night 2 and what do you mean you haven't seen the pit you can't possibly Possibly watch Sammy if you haven't seen The Pit. <laughs> which, yeah, which which is really rewarding and is great. And that's another thing that film can do. And that's awesome. Like, films don't mm. have to be just like the, the one off things, but these three films are one off brilliant directions. things. Yeah. 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 Big fan. Big fan of Magic Spot. Totally rules. 
Yeah, any fantastic. closing remarks? Any closing remarks on the film Magic Spot from 2022? Rules. It rules. It gave me a reason to stay doing this podcast because <laughs> I mean, literally, yes, another movie to cover and hopefully uh, a secret sequel that some of us may know the details of, but others may not. Mm. Um, so we will have two, at least two more movies to cover this year, uh, and I don't know I if mean, we'll f- find some other stuff to cover. I suppose they have confirmed it's a sequel to one of their films because I know that Matt knows, and I thought maybe his Zoom background was a clue that maybe it's a sequel to one of those yes, films. It's, it's maybe it's Al- a sequel it's to Out of Africa, Melody. the Broadway melody on the greatest show on earth. <laughs> no, I'd like to see a, <laughs> a Motown level Broadway melody sort of <laughs> spectacle <laughs> musical, like their oh, yeah, own they're, take they're on it. Who do you think uh, is the best dancer? Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, Farley obviously is that as kind of the go-to, but I have not. Has, has, has McGee danced in any of these? Has McGee danced in any of these? Like, has anybody danced in any of these? McGee could waltz. You oh, know I guess McGee they all dance. You, you know, McGee has like formal like training. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the the. <laughs> Well, River Mud Shuffle, yeah. Yeah, Broadway I mean, if you're a former athlete, I think it's like a Dancing with the Stars type thing. That transfers very well. <laughs> yeah, just, you dance. know how to use your body in this way. That converts into dance as art, as physical expression. How excited are we all going to be on the next season of The Masked Singer when it's revealed that it's Matt Farley? And, and just... I, I would... Oh, I'd love just that. Just one, up, one up in I'd Kermit. Love that for us. <laughs> one up in Kermit. Oh, See, I I've, it's a show I've that never, I've never seen. seen apart from that oh, no, clip I, of I only which see I thought was Twitter a joke clips. of oh it's Kermit. I was like, oh it actually is Kermit. That's a good gag. There you go. That legitimizes <laughs> that show, I guess. What yeah. a fun gag. Right. Uh, that is uh, that's it. That's it for the Motown cast. We've covered <laughs> all, all the of the official released and oh, Matt, please make more movies. Make he more he movies is. <laughs> they are coming. I know, but soon. make them make them make them quicker and sooner. No, um, yeah, I don't know if our, our output is going to slow down then as we sort of cover the films as we go. I suppose we could have a conversation about a carte now, isn't it? Yeah, it's just yeah. as and when they come out mm. of the Motown machine. So last time at the at the special, the movie came out the next day on Vimeo, and I don't know. If yes, that's I'd true imagine. This time. I think both I, of these are going online the same day or awesome. the next I, day. I think they've teased a, a Gold Ninja video release of some sort awesome. further down the line. Um, okay. Possibly, uh, I think they can't. I can't remember if they said anything about Magic Spot getting a physical release, but that's something that I very much. Good, I hope so. I'd buy it. Oh, and the um, and the art is good enough. I really love that poster. I, I, love I want. That I want to have that on a it shelf. It is their best poster, by the way. Yeah, it's that was uh, just that was designed by just one of their fans. I think they. Uh, we were at the screening. I uh, I don't remember awesome. their name or it, anything, but it has that small town like paper book, paperback book that you got off the shelf of a news agent, and you're like, oh, this is a ripping yarn adventure story thing in that shop mm. that would sell candy cigarettes. So it's 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 got that <laughs> idea to it. <laughs> candy really... cigarette, yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's practical. I hope that person gets to design another poster for them because this is a gorgeous aesthetic and would look great. It's lovely in a theme. Or... We're all just refreshing our Twitter feeds, waiting for the Boston Johnny poster to officially drop. That's when that's oh, when yeah. things will change. That's when <laughs> the internet will be set ablaze once more for the Motown. Motown so yeah, we've got Boston there. Johnny coming out. We've got sequ- sequel coming Secret out. We've sequel. got Melancholy of the Merman coming out. Is that all that we know? <laughs> like evil puddle. Oh, evil puddle, of course. Ma- was it magic puddle and then evil puddle? Oh god, I don't was know. there another one? <laughs> I feel like there's a. Th- oh, it was magic spot. Magic. I think it was Magic Puddle, Puddle trilogy. Evil Puddle. I, I think so. I don't know. I think it's on the the Motown wiki of like un um unproduced screenplays or something. Well, but I 
I just read that Blood Meridian is now in the hands of another director because that just happens like every five years and someone has to do Charles Meridian. Roxburgh. Um, and when that falls through, I would be really excited to see Charles Roxburgh's take on Blood Meridian. If, if, anyone's gonna do, if anyone's going to do Blood Meridian, no one's going to do it justice. At least Charles Roxburgh would do something absolutely wild with it. So, you know, do yeah. Blood Meridian. If they Please. took one of those expired IPs, I think it would be very fun to see what the... Uh... Blood and Honey 2 is actually well, uh, yeah, the sequel they're working like, on. Yeah. 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 What else was in there? Like the Grinch? Did the Grinch enter public domain, or was that that horror film just done out of spite? I don't the Great know. Gatsby. <laughs> yeah, they could the do great, the Great Gatsby. The Great Farley would make a very. Thought, I was about to say Farley would be an excellent Gatsby. Yeah. He would be. Yeah, it's like a good everyone, Nick every... too. Even I was about to say, yeah, it would be a great Caraway. You know what? He would be good in most roles. Yes. Every few months, as like Twitter, he could play all of them. Who's <laughs> Mickey? Oh, who is oh. McGee's the old guy in the library that keeps poking out and goes, These books, they're real. They're real. But oh, and who plays the piano or the organ <laughs> or whatever? Yeah. Okay. Jim McHugh yeah. plays the green light. Um... <laughs> Who's the eyes on the billboard? Uh, uh, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Yeah, that's his yeah. cameo. <laughs> no, that's Toronto's own Will Sloan, is the eyes on the billboard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, so that's it for this episode of Don't Let the Motown Cast Get You. Make sure you're uh, subscribed to the feed and go to thetwingeeks.com to read all the wonderful articles and listen to all the wonderful podcasts and watch all the wonderful videos and all the good things we do here at thetwingeeks.com. Have we sounded attractive today, Calvin, at all? Or is this more of a... <laughs> Thanks for acclimating on the telephone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. I, I don't I like, like that. That's worse that, than usual. That should have been fine, but it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you very much, guys. We'll catch you on the next episode for some sort of some sort of Boston Johnny chat. Charlie Roxburgh, you're so talented. You are very good, movie maker. You're the director of lots of great movies like Freaky Farley. Cops. Charlie Roxburgh, you're so good with a camera. You can get lots of shots done in one day. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Charlie Roxburgh, all-time super duper talented movie director. Man.